Danny flew through the black void of space, clinging desperately to the burning molten core of his podcast. The missed episode seared Danny's divine flesh, causing him immense agony. But what hurt more than that, than any physical pain, was the knowledge that he had failed. Danny, the god king of podcasting, had failed to stop the corruptive force known as Creative Differences from destroying and devouring his pod. Now, this burning husk was all that Danny could claim divine providence over. Danny knew not for how long he flew through that inky abyss. Was it a year? Centuries? Millennia, even? Utterly alone, Danny only had the ghosts of his past to keep him company. Faces of those he had failed appeared in the DMs, haunting him, as did the face of Creative Differences itself. As Danny relived the destruction of his world, over and over, his grip weakened. But, just when all seemed lost and Danny's mind had begun to fade, hope appeared. Lockdown, the great celestial guardian against COVID, was drawn to the light of the burning podcast. Upon sensing another divine soul, Lockdown found Danny and brought him to the podcast realms, realms formed from energy of the pod that was, guided into being by the winds of Reddit that govern the podcasting cosmos. It was here that Danny learned much. Many other things from the old world had also survived the end times through their own means, some of whom ascended to divinity. The cylindrical nature of reality demanded the podcasters of old were to be reborn or reincarnated through the winds of Reddit, some of whom were bound within said winds or scattered across the realms. With Lockdown guiding him, Danny learned how to traverse the realms using magical paths and doorways known as Spotify. He set out to explore the realms, and these wanderings mark the beginning of the age of Danny. The world of sound is governed by exact numbers. The world of vision is governed by exact numbers. But it's clear that it must begin from two experiences on which our visual world is based. This is uh, Danny and the Sig Marxism podcast. It's been, what, like about a year or so? Um, I kind of wanted to bring this back. Uh, we've been trying to do stuff with it for a while with new members on the podcast. Of course, um, the elephant in the room here is what happened to uh, sort of the old cast. You know, we were doing well. We were getting stuff out on time. Uh, we just kind of had a falling out, unfortunately. Um Alex uh, just did not feel comfortable all the time being on the podcast, which is perfectly fine. It's not for everyone. Um, and there were some... Uh, I, I, I want to be a little bit diplomatic about this, but, you know, Sam said some things that hurt some feelings and ultimately kind of splintered everything. And he's apologized for that. And, you know, uh, if you look at the Sig Marxism uh, Twitter so, other than that, here I am. Uh, 
honestly, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, so what has been going on in Warhammer the last, uh, you know, year or so? Well, for one, um, 9th edition came out. That was fun. Uh, we had, I have, um, almost gotten done finishing my, uh, Indominus box set, and I've been painting it for a long-ass time. Uh, I finished my Necron side fairly early, but my Space Marine side, I dilly-dallied on, because, you know, I have a lot of Space Marines, and sometimes it gets a little bit boring to paint the same ones over and over again, you know? It kind of, you know, you, you gotta want to, like... With hobbying, it feels like you gotta try to bounce around and try to uh, just make sure that you're keeping yourself busy. It's the same thing with mostly school and whatnot. I mean, I thought this is what I found the best, but so that's just kind of how my philosophy behind my hobbying and my hobbying has honestly grown pretty much. I mean, I started out, you know, with a fairly small set of figures and now i have so many that it's hard to keep uh track of them all sometimes and it's hard to you know do stuff and honestly i want to i should probably put some of them on instagram because honestly i haven't taken many pictures of them just because i don't have really like a good studio or like you know necessarily need a studio to take pictures but like i don't really have a good setup that i feel takes good pictures so until i just kind of set that up i.e. get a piece of paper and, you know, get some lights on a, on a figure uh, in a box. Um, I probably won't put stuff on Instagram, but we'll see. We'll see. So other than 9th edition, uh, AOS has had some cool releases. I actually started getting into AOS. Broken Realms has started to come out. Uh, I quite enjoyed Broken Realms Marathi, and I'm really looking forward to uh, Broken Realms Techless. Just simply because it seems like Marathi's always very cool. Uh, I, I didn't realize how cool Marathi as a character was for a long time, and uh, now I'm starting a Daughters of Cain army after I got the Shadow and Pain box set. So that's been very fun, and I've just, just the story about Marathi, you know, sort of using all these schemes and plans to sort of bring things together, and then ultimately betray Sigmar is is very intriguing to me. And even then, it looks like, um, you know, so Marathi at the end of Broken... Spoilers for Broken Realms Marathi, but at the end of Broken Realms Marathi, uh, the um, Stormcast Eternal that's uh, at Anvil Guard, and that's now Har Karan, um, basically uh, what Marathi did in order to make sure that they didn't go back to Sigmar and tell them what was uh, going on, basically a coup and an attack on the city, uh... She kept all the Stormcast locked up in a cell, and then mysteriously, someone who is probably presu presumed to be Malarian uh, broke him out, and he's probably going to go tell Sigmar, so that'll be interesting to see the fallout from that. But honestly, my biggest thing is, looks like Slaanesh is coming back, and I'm a big Chaos boy. I have a Nurgle army in 40k, and now I'm starting a Slaanesh army and a Slaves to Darkness army. So I'm excited for Slaanesh, and honestly, seeing Sigvald come back, seeing um, the Slangors finally come out, that's fucking great, and I'm super excited for that. Like, oh, and um, some, oh god, all the new Slaanesh models are just great. There's that one, I forget what it was called, but there's that one with um, 
like the gluttonous guy where he has like the two uh chaos mutants holding him up and he's just like feasting on top of them on like this nice palaquin it's very cool so i've been enjoying the slanesh releases and uh looks like we're getting also the new heat knights look great mortal heat knights always look great and like i i actually played a little bit of Warcry with uh some of uh my Slanesh, my Hayden Knights of Slanesh, and honestly, they're super fucking fun to play. Uh, like, they're just very fast, and, like, there's so many different uh, strategies you can do with them. Like, I think my favorite one is if you use the Hellstriders, you can use that lance that they have to, like, charge and spear people on, like, a double, I think it is. Or it might be, like, a triple or a quad, but it's very good. It's very fun. So that's Slanesh and, and Age of Sigmar. So it looks like we're getting Slanesh back. Teclis is going to march on Nagash now, so that'll be interesting. Honestly, I think that Nagash has sort of been ascendant in, in AOS right now, so I think Teclis is probably going to win this fight, just simply because, you know, um, the Luminef haven't really had much to do recently. They just only recently got, like, released and whatnot. And I think Teclis is just going to go in there and just get fucking kill Nagash. Well, not kill Nagash, but I think that, you know, since the Necroquake, Nagash is sort of keeps racking up W's with his Ossiac Bone Reapers and whatnot. So other than AOS, um, try to think of what else we've had in, in the hobby. Of course, we've had, uh, since the COVID pandemic, uh, we have had, you know, GW has had record profits. That's all well and good, and they appear to be at least, you know, paying their taxes, which is always a good thing. I think, like, I think the world is so fucked that when we say a corporation paying their taxes is a good thing, that kind of tells you the direction that everything's been going. So, like, they've had record profits, but still prices aren't going down, and we've seen this in other industries before, like, especially in the airline industry, this happens. And, you know, this is capitalism. This is kind of how, how it goes, unfortunately. As much as we love our little plastic miniatures, we can't, uh... We have not nationalized Games Workshop yet. Unfortunately, Boris Johnson, uh, wants to keep GameStop... GameStop? Fuck. I was... <laughs> with all the fucking GameStop stuff going on, I got confused. Wants to keep Games Workshop, uh, privately owned, so as, uh, he and his buddies can get rich off of, uh, selling figures. So, there's that. Honestly, it's been hard. Uh, I mean, I've been outside of sort of hobbying and whatnot. I've been, uh, you know, kind of struggling a little bit in school and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And I thought I'd get back into, you know, I have my other podcast. Uh, Rich has actually started to help me uh, edit that one because we have a, kind of a bad clog. So go check out Furries Get Bread Pilled, that podcast. Um, if you like anarchism and you like theory. So, and I've also, uh, I started streaming a little bit, um, mostly doing, like, streams about history and, um, stuff like that. I want to get some of my highlight videos of those up, I just haven't been able to edit them yet. Like, uh, I had a, a, a guy come on and talk about Roman history, um, I wanted to have a couple other people come on, and if you guys have any interest in, you know, talking about history or, or have a specific subject you want to cover... Um, specifically during, I know I want to do some Black History Month streams this month to, uh, talk about, you know, all kinds of stuff. I just finished watching, uh, 
the the documentary of the book King Leopold's Ghost. So I wanted to talk about like you know African colonialism and Patrice Lumumba. Am I saying that right? I always I, I always fuck up African names because I'm a fucking white colonialist, but you know. Rest in power, Patrice. Um, so that's sort of my goals for, you know, doing stuff on Twitch. And I do that on the uh, United Anarchist uh, Twitch channel, which is sort of the Twitch channel that's, like, my podcast is under that sort of header. We're trying to make, like, a little bit of a content creation uh, co-op, if you will. Um, so that's been, that's been fun. I think that just the biggest thing is I just gotten lazy about shit and like really started kicking myself just because not getting out and not getting that blood like flowing as you're like, you know, if I'm like go to school or whatnot, it feels like I have more of a responsibility to, you know, pay attention in class. It's just so hard to do it when you're just cooped up in here and <sighs> especially with just how COVID's been going um, in Florida and fucking Ron DeSantis. <sighs> who's the governor of Florida, if you don't know, just being the absolute worst. I I can't imagine any better governor. I mean, just today he he basically said it's Reagan Day uh, for uh, Reagan's birthday. And I'm like, that's cool. You're not really doing much about COVID. And like the biggest problem is just vaccine distribution just because of the fact that he has no plan. And he just wants to get every single vaccine out there as quick as possible. And that's not a good way to run things. Because, hey, guess what? Turns out, logistics is an issue. You need to worry about logistics. Only fools don't worry about logistics. So, having to deal with all this and knowing that he's like two feet away from me just really pisses me off. And, you know, it gets under your skin. But on the bright side, I guess Biden won. We got something. His policies, honestly, recently have been a little bit better than I was expecting. I was expecting still, there's still a lot of, it's still liberalism, you know, it's still, there's still a lot of liberal stuff going on, and just like, your your average lib shit, but it's a little bit better than I expected. So, we have that to look forward to, and I think that, especially, you know, winning the Senate um, is going to be, that's going to be huge. But then again, Obama did the same thing, and basically the only thing he got done in the first couple years of his presidency was Obamacare. But we'll see what the difference is. Um, I mean, of course, you know, gay icon uh, Pete Buttigieg as travel secretary. Ooh, man, how progressive. Uh, Damn, very cool. I, I as as a, as a gay man, you know, uh, I am very uplifted and very. Uh, I'm happy to see gay representation in, in the get travel secretary. That's something we've never had before, so that's always cool. And you know, we're still waiting on those two thousand dollar checks and whatnot, and it's getting kind of stupid. I think there's just so much technocratic bullshit that's going on that it's just like just give people the damn money. Like, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, man, we got to means test it. We got to make sure this and that. And we got to, like, you know, make sure Joe Manchin gets whatever the fuck he wants. It's just, like, just just shove it through. Shove it through and then demonize the hell out of anyone that doesn't, you know, follow you. As you do. Because, I mean, this is this is what the Republicans do all the damn time. 
because they know how to wield power. But hey, that's just my theory, my gaming theory. So let's see. We've talked about COVID. We talked about what's going on in uh, Warhammer. Uh, we talked about Games Workshop. Try to think of what else we have on the roster for today. Oh, so um, the main topic for today uh, is sort of what I want to do with this podcast. As we all know, I mean, will the bi- the biggest question remains of who want would want to be on this podcast with me and like maybe Alex. Alex, uh, I think said he wanted to come back for a couple of episodes. And kind of do stuff. I think the whole thing was he uh, was just very much, you know, kind of stressed out by the whole whole ordeal and didn't really like. It just didn't really fit his his format or or what he liked to do, and you know I respect that opinion. Even though I think he's he's a great voice to have on. It's always fun bouncing off of him. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, he just feels that way, and I can't really change his mind. And you know. He is entitled to his opinion. He can do whatever he wants. And, you know, I'm happy for him. Uh, but as far as I know, he's doing well. Uh, as far as with Rich, I mean, Rich... I don't know if Rich is going to be still editing the podcast because I have he's doing a lot of stuff with his doctorate. And uh, he's also edit, helping to edit my other podcast. Um, I'll ask him and see if he wants to come back on. If he'd be interested, I think he was interested in it beforehand, but that might have changed due to Corona. So we might be looking for a new editor. Of course, I'll edit this episode on my own. I mean, this is easy. You don't have to you know, do any track syncing or whatnot. But other than that, um, yeah, so we might be look, we're looking for new guests, new editors. I'll probably throw this up on the Reddit, on the subreddit, just to... Uh, well, of course, just just to kind of throw it out there and see what we have. We had a, a, a private Discord with people who wanted to join, but that sort of kind of fell apart because we kept saying, all right, let's do this podcast, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, and then no one would show up, and it was kind of a mess, unfortunately. I mean, this is sort of how things go sometimes. You try to put together a project, you have people on board, and then the biggest problem is just getting people to come through. So I think that's the biggest thing we're going to be looking for with like podcasts hosts and probably guests uh just reliability is the biggest thing just trying to get someone who some people who can you know we act like like come in every week and you know do the work and actually kind of get stuff done i mean one of my biggest things is the reason why i don't try to like to edit a lot of these is because i don't fucking find myself reliable honestly that's one of my major major faults with like things like editing and whatnot i am way too prone to procrastination and it's the reason why i have a backlog on my other podcast because i said i would edit it and then i just did not do my due diligence because of other things in school and whatnot but also just because i'm a lazy asshole so yeah i think that just the biggest thing is having a full-time editor and having some other full-time hosts to not only keep myself uh and you know everyone up you know Kind of keep the whole thing going. We can all help each other in a form of mutual aid, if you will. And sort of keep the project going. Because I think this is a good project. And I think we had something really nice here. And I enjoyed it, you know, being with people. And I missed it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm recording this. Oh, God. 
burping directly into the microphone. Very professional podcaster. As as I said at the beginning, I'm I'm the god king of podcasting. I'm so, I'm so happy about that bit, by the way. I <laughs> I I oh man, God, I I I loved reading that sort of explanation of it. I forget exactly where, who who wrote it, but um. It was an explanation of, like, uh, the old world and Age of Sigmar, and I've actually been getting a lot more into AOS, honestly, just because of the story is, is a little bit more fascinating to me. It seems to be a lot more... It's a lot less, like, 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 it's a lot more campy than, uh, you know, 40k. 40k has been, for the longest time, just very, very dry and sort of, uh, you know, this sort of pastiche of like uh imperialism and like in like fascism just to make it look cool like like it's the tact the tactical uh approach as it were and you know i i like sci-fi i like sci-fi more than fantasy but i have found it very hard to sort of stomach that sometimes because it's just like uh it's the same thing that's going on there's not much that's changing i mean the thing is with with age of sigmar is like you have broken realms right like literally one of the characters just became a fucking god and like took over a town and betrayed one of her main allies like that's huge i think one of the biggest problems i had with um psychic awakening and that whole saga was just at the end of it like nothing happened it was a huge nothing burger I mean, we had uh, the Silent King return, which was sweet, but I wanted him to, you know, do some more stuff other than, like, oh, he has, like, a pariah nexus, and that's about it. Like, like having more of those plot-driven elements to make you more invested in the story, I feel like it's something that, you know, War or, or uh, 40k really lacks, rather than, you know, I mean, just taking risks in general is something that 40k is not very good at. We see this all the Primaris releases, but... Uh, that might be changing. We have that battle box of Drukari and sisters, so hopefully we can get some. Uh, uh, fingers crossed for for actual new plastic uh, craft world or other Eldari stuff, not just Dark Eldar. But though that that and Tyranids need the most love, I think. Like the Xenos have really gotten screwed over in a lot of this. And, I mean, I, this is someone as a Chaos player who, you know. I'm lucky enough to have, you know, the new Death Guard Codex is sweet. A lot of the new models for Death Guard is sweet. I love the new Lord of Virulence. Not too keen on the new, like, Plague Furnace, because it kind of looks kind of, eh, to me. But I do love, uh, you know, we got a lot of love not only in that Codex, but just we have a lot more models. And uh, Space Marine Series 3 is finally out worldwide, so it's much, much cheaper to get that now. And I'm super excited to get some of those. But I just feel like there there appears to be a sort of divide in like the narrative structure of, of both of these. Just simply because, again, there's, there's not much coming on. We had the Silent King return, but nothing much happened after that. We had the, the Void Dragon potentially coming back, and not much happened with that. Who knows, maybe things will change in the future and I'll change my tune if it does. But until then, it's just kind of been a little bit, you know, boring, honestly. Um, Damn, podcasting alone is hard. 
Uh. As far as other news with Warhammer stuff that I haven't covered, um, and, and new projects with the Sigmarxism subreddit, uh, I think there was more drama with Arch that came out a while ago. I think it was just, oh, I know what it was. Right before, right after the podcast went down, the big thing that happened was the Arch DMs got leaked. And I kind of wanted to, this is very, very, very old news, but, like, my sort of opinion on this is, like, Arch's whole thing of, well, it's just a joke. Obviously, that's wrong. I mean, one of my biggest pointers about that is, you have to be a really kind of obscure racist to, like, insult the Sami people. Like, it, it seems like a very specific and hyper-targeted, like, version of it. It'd be, like, the same thing as, um, not necessarily gypsies, but, like, other sort of, well, I guess, Romani people. You don't want to be... want to use the correct terminology. But, uh, just, like hyper-specific racism against very, very specific tribes of uh, ethnic minorities. It'd be like uh, doing, um... It's, it's like racism against, like, Aborigines in, like, Australia. Like, only true, like, Australian racists really care about that. It's not just, like, a generally this idea of, like, black people or whatnot, or, or, or like, sort of racist. It's just, like, that sort of hyper-specific uh, targeting really, like, brings a red flag where it's like yeah this guy's like a fucking nazi and i think no one has, has really been uh no one no one is surprised my biggest thing is also just like oh god how the how there's this sort of weird paradox to a lot of nazis nowadays where it's like there's this thing where it's like oh i'm not a nazi you know i'm just making jokes but also I believe that the Jews control the world and, you know, Nazism isn't as bad as communism or whatnot. It's like, you want, you want to have your cake and eat it too. And that's sort of the the dialectic of fascism, if you will. Where you have sort of this profane synthesis of two completely different ideas and, and two different approaches to, you know, denying who you are. Where it's one is just you know, being crypto and being very cryptic and being, like, very nudge-nudge, and the other is open denial. So, rather rather than taking one of those and just being like, it would be one thing if Arch just said, no, I'm not a Nazi, and then that would be the end of it, or, like, vehemently denied it where, wherever. It's quite another to say, I'm not a Nazi, but also, uh, you know, did you know that Stalin actually killed more people than Hitler? And Stalin actually, uh, um, you know, communism. We actually fought the wrong person in World War II. We should have allied. The U.S. should have allied with Hitler. That is sort of the thing that I think is, is very telling. And so those Discord leaks were, were nothing in particular. And then, of course, there was the whole, uh, one of his mods was, like, talking about Lollicon, and, like, that whole thing is just very transparent that these people are predatory and should not be in our community. Very obviously. One of the biggest things I've actually seen is sort of, a, um, since then, a wider acceptance of sort of the Sig, Sig Marxism into the greater Warhammer community, especially on Reddit, which I think is a very good thing. Um, we've seen people, you know, come from other subreddits and kind of start posting on here and, and doing all other kinds of stuff. And it's become kind of like a nice little safe haven. 
Um, one of the biggest things also is just like on the Warhammer subreddit and like even on like Grimdank and stuff like that, people aren't posting as many. Uh, there is still some of this, but people aren't posting as many like really fashy memes, and people are at least uh, aren't like downvoting to hell any female space marine they see. It seems to be pretty unanimous at this point that most people in the community, even people who aren't like full on leftists like myself, who are just you know just like other people who are not politically really all that engaged do like the idea of female space marines simply because it's something different it's something new warhammer has been doing the same old shtick for the at least 40k has been doing the same old shtick for the longest time aos has started to do something new and like that has actually been working um for as for as all the faults that ah god for all the faults of um gw canceling the old world it was probably a I don't want to say it was a a good idea. It was very poorly executed, but it was probably a step in the right direction. I would like to see like an end times thing for 40k almost. I think that would be interesting. Um, just handled very very differently because then because just saying that all your models now, um, you know, you can't use them anymore or like all these armies that you had, yeah, they don't exist anymore. I think the biggest thing is just you have that rule set and then you say, all right we're kind of done with that we're going to try to transition into something new and we'll still try to keep making some rules for this stuff and doing some support for it but you don't have to like like it's not you don't have to do like a full you know hard right turn about it you gotta be a little bit careful and i think gw's gotten a, a little bit better about that i don't know exactly if they're going to do that but at least from from what I've seen, um, one of the biggest things I've seen with uh, when Indomitus came out, um, it did feel like they were listening to community feedback because at first they said, "Oh, we're only going to do like a certain number of things," and then scalpers bought every every single box of Indominus that they could, except for me. I I literally got uh, like one box of Indominus for uh, off of that very very quickly. But yeah, and then it was going for five, six times off eBay for a couple of days. And then they announced it made to order. Uh, and that's been very good. So, and honestly, also GW following a lot of COVID restrictions has been very good. I think they've done a good job of, I mean, at least at my local game store, you know, honestly, they've done a better job of enforcing mask mandates than the workplace I worked, which was a grocery store, which I think says, again, when you have a corporation like like GW, you know, and they're somehow doing better than like grocery stores and th- pe- things people need to survive, that's a big red flag for sort of how our society is doing. And I think honestly, my 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 ideas for like Warhammer and where it's going very hopeful. I think Knife Condition has been very good. Every single codex that's come out has been fairly powerful and i think one of the the most fun games tend to be where you have each of your armies is specific and very very powerful but none are too powerful if that makes any sense so it seems like everything is very cool and fun to play with and like you can have those turns where you just absolutely destroy your opponent but then you can also get absolutely destroyed and sort of it goes back and forth i find that balance to be the best way to do it you don't want to have like very hyper spe- hyper specific um, counters for you know other armies where it's like this army specifically counters this other army and then you know this army you know um, is not 
you know, can't compete against this army. All armies can compete against each other. They just do different things. I find the second, the latter option to be much, much more preferred simply because it's just more streamlined. It's just better game design. Uh, you know, fundamentally, one of the biggest problems with, like, tabletop miniatures and stuff like that from a competitive sense is just it's impossible to fully balance. You can, in a game like Magic the Gathering, where you have very strict rules, and, you know, everything is very easily laid out, and there is sort of no randomness, or very little randomness to it. The only randomness you have in MTG is drawing cards off the deck. Ish. And some other cards that do random stuff. Whereas here, everything, there is so much randomness that, like, it... it it boggles the mind. Like, you think that um, the amount of chess games that you can play outnumbers the uh, total atoms in the universe. The amount of, like, Warhammer games you can play just with two armies simply because of how many dice you roll is astronomical. So it's impossible to fully, you know, balance that to make it extremely hyper-competitive. But if you soup up all the armies to a point where everything seems to be very, very powerful, very fun, but also sort of at the same level, you can make it so that it's, you know, you can reach a certain point, pretty much that, that sort of ceiling of, of competitiveness, you know, simply because you can't reach the, the end of it due to randomness. So you can sort of reach that ceiling of, that sort of sweet spot where it's still fun and flavorful is the biggest thing as well, but also competitive. Honestly, with flavor, I think GW's been hitting it out of the park with, I mean, with for, with 40k, the nice thing is, like, crusading, the crusade stuff has been very fun. I love that idea of, like, your models sort of uh, take on a life of their own, and it's very good for storytelling, because that's one of the things I, I, I love most about uh, tabletop gaming is just storytelling. I'm a, you know, I'm a huge nerd. I love stories. I love how people, you know, how, how... How, how just, like, conflicts occur, even, like, IRL and stuff like that. I, I like that sort of looking at that and dissecting di people's different motivations and people's different uh, viewpoints and that sort of listening to that and sort of, you know, getting to play that out on yourself with an air of randomness to it where it's like, one of the biggest things when you're, like, writing, like, something like a book or something like that is there is not necessarily no randomness. You plan it all out and then be like, ooh, this happens, ooh, then this happens. Whereas with something like either D&D &D or, you know, tabletop, other tabletop wargaming, you kind of have to do it on the fly. And making those justifications and making those sort of, like, lore-friendly, um, not predictions, but sort of lore-heavy scenarios those sort of you know very much it brings the tabletop alive and it really helps to make it more fun because at the end of the day we can play you can play this with a bunch of bottle caps and um a bunch of you know i don't know random pieces of styrofoam and roll dice all, all over the time, and it would still be the same thing. But what gives, you know, especially Warhammer life is just all these models and how you're, you're painting all your stuff, and you've got your guys, and you're ready to go, and you go out there, and you either 
get your shit kicked in or you kick some ass. That is really where, you know, that's why I love like tabletop wargaming. That was one of the things that really drove me to it. And since the pandemic started, honestly, it's been kind of sad because as much as I enjoy painting, I also, you know, kind of want to use all this stuff and I kind of want to go out and, and like have that sort of fun and make stories with friends and make new friends by making stories. Like that's the sort of thing that you, you know, later, you know, you know, when you talk about how you met someone, you talk about that sweet game of Warhammer you had where, uh, your guy rolled a one immediately on his perils of the warp and exploded, killing half your army. That sort of stuff is fun, and it's very flavorful, and sort of the luck of the dice of even when you, even when you lose in sometimes in tabletop scenarios, it's still fun because it just seems like a very interesting thing, and even like those very un um, unlikely scenarios where you like you have a bunch of grots killing a, a space marine, just that sort of that imagery. Of, of a tide of, of little green men just storming over a, a tall and mighty, you know, nine foot tall warrior is very funny to think about. And I just, I enjoy it. I think that, and, you know, it's something that, it's not necessarily something that you can necessarily get out of, you can get some of this out of tabletop sim. And tabletop sim, I think, is a very good tool. But still, sometimes it doesn't feel... Unless, like, you're making those models in CAD. And even then, I would say, like, it doesn't feel material. It's one thing to hold the plastic in your hands and, and you know, after you've painted it and put it on the table and, like, these are my guys and this is all my lore and this is, you know, this guy does this and this guy does that and, like, you know, this is sort of my headcanon for this guy and the justification behind this. Um, that sort of stuff. I think is really lost, especially during the pandemic, just because none of us can be with each other. And it's honestly really annoying that no one, like, by, like, like, people, the people in power aren't taking this seriously. I mean, Biden at least is taking it kind of seriously, but, like, in Florida, fucking Ron DeSantis doesn't give, doesn't give a shit. Uh, he kept the dog tracks in Jacksonville open for the longest time because they gave him a bunch of money to his campaign, and he doesn't he doesn't care. We've had so many old people die here. I've had, you know, I've had friends that have had COVID. I've had COVID scares. I haven't had COVID myself, thankfully. Uh, but it just really sucks that we could be getting on a back bed path to a better normal had everyone just had had people not opened up the fucking clubs in Tallahassee and let everyone in, and like that just makes me want to scream. It sucks, and I wish that we did that, but, you know, we kind of have to live in a world where we don't. Ah, it's been hard, and honestly, I, uh, I'm probably going to cut it short here in a little bit, just because, I mean, you can only talk to yourself for so long, I think, on a lot of these things. I'm just going over... Um, I was going to say I was going over my notes, but I'd be lying. I, I have not, my notes in my head. The, the ethereal notes that, are, that exist within the warp, you see. Um, I'm just trying to think if I covered everything I wanted to cover. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, what we're doing a podcast. I think with um, hosts and guests and uh, potentially editors, I think what we want to do, or at least my plan with that, is to make sort of a post on Reddit. And I'll probably 
DM all the people that were in that other group chat that wanted to do stuff. And I'll put this episode out on there as well in order to in or in order to to sort of gauge uh you know where people are at but honestly this has been very cathartic i've enjoyed talking to y'all um again check out my other podcast furries get bread pilled uh i don't know when the next episode of that is coming out we've been having some trouble with our audio files we thought we lost all the ones that we had so that was fun but yeah I mean, podcasting to me, I just really enjoy doing this. One of my favorite things to do is just talk incessantly about random subjects, and I find that podcasting is the best way to do it. So I'm really hoping, I'm really excited to bring this project back. Hopefully we can do a lot more stuff with it and be a lot more fun. I think we had a great run of it in the first, you know, the first quote-unquote season of it. I think we had a great run, but... I think it's now it's time. It's time for the age of Danny. It's time for the God King of Podcasting to return and open up the gates of his ear and let all of his podcasting fellows back in. And with that, this has been Sigmar. The world of sound is governed by exact numbers. The world of vision is governed by exact numbers. But it's clear that it must begin.